Coming up on today's edition of Locked On Eagles, the Eagles lose another top front office member. They try to bring back Nick Foles, and they also made another cornerback signing. We'll get into all of it on another edition of Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans, to a Tuesday edition of the show. It's episode two this week of five. Download it into your phone wherever you get the podcast. We're free and available on all platforms, video form as well on YouTube. Hit us up on Twitter as well at Lockdown Birds, at DBLC LOE, and at GC24 underscore football. Gino, another crazy day with the Philadelphia Eagles, a crazy few days. To kick off the week, it's May 24th, and you're thinking the dead zone's going to come and there's not going to be a lot of news after the draft. But last week, you know, they signed James Bradbury, and then yesterday they bring in another cornerback, former Washington commander, uh, nickel corner Jimmy Moreland, who picked off Carson Wentz, by the way, week one of 2020. And uh, they nearly brought back Nick Foles, or at least they were interested in a third stint with the Super Bowl MVP of 2017. And then today, we just saw 10 minutes before we record the show, they lost VP of player personnel, Andy Weidel, who is now the new assistant general manager for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's never a dull moment to be an Eagles fan. I had my eye on this whole Pittsburgh situation. This one we can see coming for sure. Somebody who I follow all this stuff when it comes to moves in terms of scouting front offices. This is another draft season for me. There's a lot of movement going on, especially in Philadelphia. And today, Another jinx that I put into the universe, Lou. I said, I hope we don't lose Andy Weidel to Pittsburgh. He ends up getting that promotion to go and get the assistant general manager position, which makes all the sense in the world. If you know Andy Weidel and his brother Casey, who is also in Philadelphia, they're from Pittsburgh. Andy grew up in the Pittsburgh scouting department. It was only a matter of time before he was going to go back there. And power to him, man. The Howie Roseman tree grows yet again. And it just seems that if you were under Howie Roseman at some point in time, you're going to have a chance to get into a high-profile position in a player personnel role. The last two years, it feels like it. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Beyond that, with Joe Douglas, Andrew Barry, I mean, the list goes on and on. 2020 feels like I wouldn't have wanted to touch this front office with a 10-foot pole, but the way this team has turned things around the last two years, yeah. I mean, in just a few months, Gino, back in January and February, they lost two directors of player personnel and Ian Cunningham and Brandon Brown. They lost their VP of uh, football operations, Catherine Raish, who is very respected across the NFL. And then tonight you lose Andy Weidel. Those are four of your top front office members. So, I mean, it's kind of a compliment in a way, like you said, I mean, you see a coaching tree grow and you see a front office tree grow. It again, shows how much people across the league respect the operations that you have in your organization. And that's why this is going to happen. If you find success with your team, you just got to trust the guy that is cemented in their top role. And you have to trust that he's going to replace those guys like a coaching staff. You know, you're going to lose Frank Reich and John D. Filippo when you win a Super Bowl because of elite quarterback play, then you got to trust Doug Peterson to put the right coaches around him again. And so Howie Roseman uh, hasn't had that problem so far. And we got to see him, though, kind of create a, a third stint here of his assistant staff. That's one of the things that we really haven't had to sit back and say, 
are the people around Howie Roseman the right people for the job? I think that if you were to look at this quote-unquote factory, which Howie Roseman said Philadelphia was a couple years ago, it's not for the quarterback. It's for the front office. And they're very well-respected around the league in terms of how they promote from within. A lot of these individuals have had multiple promotions within Philadelphia. Ian Cunningham was there for almost 14 years, if I'm not mistaken. I saw him in an Eagles hat scouting for the Eagles at CGS just a few weeks before he was hired away to the Chicago Bears. That's four high-ranking directors that are now out of the building. I look at this both as a positive and a negative because I was a big believer in Andy Weidel being a fantastic right-hand man for Howie Roseman, arguably the best that he's had between Joe Douglas, Andrew Barry, and Andy Weidel. And at the same time, you just have to trust the person that is putting them in that position. There's a reason Howie Roseman trusted these individuals. There's a reason that they were hired away. Continue with that process because that's not broken. Hiring from within, finding good people that you know you can mold and cultivate good information out of. What this presents is a positive in terms of new ideas and new ways to look at the board. I feel like every time there's somebody next to Howie Roseman, we hear a new way to evaluate prospects. I remember Joe Douglas. They completely overhauled that system. Then Andy Wydell comes in there from Pittsburgh, a completely different system than what Joe Douglas was using. And you incorporate ideas like that, and you have seen the evolution to get it where it is now, to get that recipe in player personnel to understand what guys work, what is the process between a coaching staff and the front office, and also at the same time, what is the best way to work cohesively within that player personnel department? And that cohesion, you see the way these guys sit up on the stage, and I'm going to miss – Andy Weidel being up there with his deep voice talking over Howie Roseman once the draft came around. And I always loved his insight because he really gave a good look at the background of the player. The Davion Taylor pick that they made last year. Yeah, I remember sure. that story vividly, how they went out to uh, Colorado to watch him against Oregon and he was out in the field and just went back to being a scout. And I want to see them continue that way that movement of just promoting from within get guys that love football and eventually things are going to click and they're going to get promoted so hats yeah. off to howie roseman and hats off to all of these individuals because i aspire to get into a position like that one day Absolutely. in my career and they all started at the bottom somewhere so that's a big step for four people in four months out yep, of this Eagles uh, building, that's a lot pretty of change, impressive. Man, in the front office. So they're going to have to definitely replenish that front office over the coming months. But, you know, the front office still doing work with what they have um, in-house. While these, you know, individuals are getting promotions, there's others still doing work. Adding to the cornerback room, we'll get into the signing of Jimmy Moreland in a bit. But also, uh, they were looking into, apparently, the last few weeks before he signed with the Indianapolis Colts, a potential second reunion with Nick Foles. We'll get into it coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by rockauto.com. Save time and money when choosing Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership when Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer and they have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. It's a family business. Rock Auto has been serving do-it-yourselfers now for over 20 years with gas prices the way they are right now. Save as much money as you can 
on your car or your truck by saving at rockauto.com. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. And when you go over to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car, your truck, make sure you write down Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Eagles fans, thanks so much for tuning in to this Tuesday edition of Locked On Eagles. Thanks for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Uh, Gino, it, it sounded like, you know, we know the news now that Nick Foles is headed to the Indianapolis Colts to reunite with Frank Reich. But according to ESPN reporter Jeremy Fowler, it sounded like before Foles signed with the Colts, the Eagles at least had it, and we don't know how aggressively they pursued this. We don't know how interested they were, considering they do have Jalen Hurts in-house. They have Gardner Minshew. They brought in Carson Strong, and I know he was an undrafted rookie, but this was a guy I thought was a top five, top six quarterback prospect in the draft. But it did sound like they, at some point they had some interest in making a second reunion with the Super Bowl 52 MVP Fowler said specifically they brought up Foles when they were getting some Gardner Minshew trade interest, Mm -hmm. but the report says they decided to stick with the quarterback room they have. So, you know, that could be true that they didn't pursue this aggressively, especially if they weren't getting the value they wanted for Minshew. But remember, I think this more has to do also with the fact that Nick Foles doesn't really want to come back to Philadelphia. Last year, there was a report that the Bears and Eagles were talking about a trade for Nick and Foles said he would not report and he did not sign off on that deal. So I think both sides, I think there was a little interest from the Eagles. I think they knew Foles didn't want to come back. And I also don't think they got what they probably wanted for Minshew. But again, the Eagles are a sucker for a good reunion story and they are committed to always looking at ways to improve this quarterback room. And Uh, how better to do it than bring in the most popular quarterback in franchise history. I think that's the key way that you have to look at this. And regardless of the name, the approach that they took to this is what I want to see my front office do. Take any outlet to see what the value on Gardner Minshew would have been. There were talks that he was one of the guys that they were willing to trade during the draft. They right. probably didn't get, I would say, a fourth round pick. They were oh, looking yeah, to then get you do out it of him. Heartbeat. I mean, and then mm. you sign Nick Foles for sure. And then I think it makes perfect sense. But to get a seven and then you pay Nick, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that makes a lot of sense. Right. And you're going to throw away the money that you're saving by having these guys on rookie quarterback contracts to go and pl- pay a guy in Nick Foles who realistically you don't want on the field anyway, unless it's the worst case scenario. So regardless of the individual that it was, I say that Gardner Minshew still being here on a rookie deal, plus adding Carson Strong, who if you look at the play type of what Nick Foles was, I know I tweeted this out and you gave me some crap for it, but I'm not saying Carson Strong is Nick Foles. But if you want a guy who could stand in the pocket, deliver a beautiful deep ball, somebody who has the touch to deliver between the seams, Nick Foles or Carson Strong on a rookie deal. Nick Foles, we haven't seen him play meaningful football since his time with Matt Nagy and the Bears, who that was a disaster. Do you really know if he even has anything left in the tank at this point? Gardner Minshew, you saw the play that he could bring to you in, in one or two games a season, which that's exactly what you want in a backup quarterback for a quarterback who your starter is a mobile guy who runs around is susceptible to being hit. If you could get a guy who could come in and spot starts and has had big, meaningful minutes on a cheap deal, that's ideal in football. 
That's exactly what you want, the recipe that you want to cook up. Keep as many young quarterbacks as you can. Try to get value for them if they aren't the guy or if they're your backup. Yeah. And this wouldn't be the first time that the Eagles have gotten value. Oh, no, they've for done a this backup over and over again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they've gotten second-round picks for Kevin Cobb and A.J. Feely, and they That's I tried moving Nick Foles. And yeah, for sure. And I know what they were thinking. You have a roster now that, like 2017, could be ready to make a deeper run than people right. think, and you don't want to have losing your QB1 derail that. So, of course, yeah, why not see if Nick Foles has another round of magic in mm-hmm. him if you can get a top pick for Gardner Minshew as much as me and you like the upside of Carson Strong, there's no way this team feels comfortable having him be the QB two if you got a four. So In- I that totally would be get insanity. That, that right. would be such a disgrace yeah. to the quarterback position and just yeah. not doing your You're due doing diligence that. there to help out everybody in that room. Not to like mention you- his own injury and health issues with the knee. Mm-hmm. You know, I know he's fully healthy right now, but with that knee, you never know. Um, so I, I get it. And again, like even though Nick Foles has been horrible everywhere he goes outside of Philadelphia, as you mentioned, he flamed out in Chicago in 2020 and 2021. And, you know, Jacksonville gave him another chance to be a franchise quarterback in 2019 and it didn't work. But at the same time, Nick Foles has taken you already on three unrealistic runs in 2013, 2017, and 2018. He is different in Philadelphia when he puts on the number nine jersey. It's a complete, it's like Thanos with the gauntlet and all mm-hmm. the stones versus without him. You know what I mean? So, not to say that Thanos without the gauntlet is still pretty strong to get show mm-hmm. my Marvel nerd side. But um, so I, I get the logic. But yeah, I agree to like assume that that was going to happen again is probably a stretch. And I just think. Again, the best case scenario, like you said, is that he doesn't play. And the worst Mm -hmm. is that this is a distraction that, I don't know, it's the same logic for me of why I didn't want them to draft Jalen Hurts. I don't want QB1 to look behind him. And especially in Philadelphia, if you have Nick Foles, the most popular quarterback ever behind Jalen in the make or break year, I just, I know Jalen wouldn't be as affected about it as Carson was, but it still would be a distraction. You know, if Hurts struggled, the fans would be calling for Foles. I just, I think they need to not do that again and stick with a good backup they have in Minshew that doesn't create that kind of controversy. I believe Gardner Minshew's best asset to this team is his knowing of what his role is. He yeah. knew that after that Jets game, it's Jalen's team. Like as as much as we might have talked about, although he it, did go to and- Sirianni and ask what he has to do to be the starter. Well, Which you want to see that in yeah, a guy who had. But I know what you mean. He wasn't causing distraction. Yeah, and fans no. aren't calling for Minshew like Nick Foles as a statue outside the stadium. I mean, mm. that's you can say that it wouldn't affect the players. It's all fan service, and it's just fan talk, and that doesn't impact things. It absolutely impacts. That's ninety-seven-five. The fanatic they tweeted about it the other day, saying, yeah. "Would he be the guy over Jalen Hurts?" Insanity. Don't even think about that for a second. But to take Gardner Minshew see what you could get for him, not get anything, and sit on your hands, that might be the best move for this offseason at the quarterback position. Well, can While you bring in two for him at some point? I don't know. If, if he, he becomes a free agent, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Lou. And I think that's what they're thinking is as well. We're either going to go out there and get a fourth-round pick for get him. Get more than what we would get off-season. in this comp pick formula. Yeah, mm-hmm. Or he's going to get... I mean, you would have to believe a team's going to pay him 10 to $15 million. That's the going rate for a decent backup for a young quarterback at this point in time. That's a that's a fourth or fifth round comp pick. They'll take that any day of the week. And they're not going to have Nick Foles here for two years, which, he's, which the deal is in Indianapolis. I see what their thinking is in Indy. 
exactly what the Eagles are thinking in 2017. But oh, yeah. now we have a window with Matt Ryan that might be two years. And if he goes down, we don't have multiple seasons to figure it out after that. Nick Foles would be the yeah. guy to step in there. And congrats to both parties involved. I think this works out best I think for it works Philadelphia. Great. Frank works Reich out was best for Nick Foles and yeah. Indianapolis. Frank Reich was instrumental in turning things around for Nick Foles after he was struggling at the end of 2017 and kind of scrapping the playbook and bringing up what Chip did in 2013. Mm. That was all Doug, Frank, and DeFilippo for sure. And again, like I said, I get the logic of what the Eagles are thinking. You want to have a great backup when you have a roster Always. that's ready to win. You saw that in 2017 and 2018. And heck, I mean, 2013, 2010, every year the Eagles have gone to the playoffs outside of 2021 the starter at the beginning of the season was not the starter at the end of that playoff game to end the season. But again, you have to use context though. Quarterbacks different than other positions. If you're like Nick Foles, isn't just some good backup quarterback in Philadelphia. He's the guy that brought you your first ever championship in a city that already made him a polarizing figure in a quarterback debate. Right. I mean, you can't just say he's just another guy. And that's mm -hmm. the same thing with why I was like with Jalen hurts. Yeah. Of course you want a good backup, especially for Carson Wentz, but a second round label for a guy brings in a certain different weight and it brings a certain distraction and you know, you have to use context with it. So um, I, I get why this didn't happen. And, and you know, I get it for Nick Foles too. Like, your legacy in Philly is perfect. Why come back and potentially taint it by, you know, mm -hmm. struggling? And I, I think Foles wants to keep it in the past. And I, I totally get why he wouldn't want to come back. Perfect way to go out. Win yeah, why, you're a legend. Don't, I mean, 2018. Get all the clicks for every podcast and news station causing that quarterback controversy debate. We don't need that in Philadelphia anymore. And we have seen what the reunion path could bring into Sean Jackson. And I wrote that down. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that sucks. Yeah. It happened that he went out that way. I would have loved the, the 2008 NFC championship game to be like one of my lasting memories of that guy. At least he gave us that last bomb against Dallas mm -hmm. though. In 2020, I do personally, I agree, but I do love that he came back and at least it didn't end as messy as it did with chip. Like we didn't hate Deshaun mm -hmm. Jackson when he left, you know what I mean? So, no. but I get it. Yeah. That that's proof that a reunion might not go as planned. And you do think a little bit differently for sure. I think Allen Iverson went back to Philly at some point at the end of his career too. It's, it's almost sad to see like a legend before mm. come back and he doesn't have it anymore. I, I get where Foles' head is at. This isn't like soccer where yeah. a guy will go back to his childhood club playing in a league that is way below his talent level, and he's going to make an impact. This is the National Football League. Horse and pony rides don't go over well. Going or they go to the MLS, really, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they make their way to the MLS. You're exactly right. Outside of that, I mean, how many times has a guy come back and you said, oh, that made sense. Oh, that was a, a good reunion. That worked well for both sides involved. Maybe Vinny Curry, but that was a rotational yeah, was okay. player, right, and it wasn't yeah. great. I I say get new talent, stick what with stick with what works. Gardner Minshew knowing his role, being the backup to Jalen Hurts, having that cohesion in the quarterback room to make each other better day in and day out with zero distraction in a big name guy that would be Nick Foles while still developing a young arm in Carson Strong? Yeah. Quarterback factory. Just kidding. I'm, I'm not <laughs> serious on the quarterback but I will factory. Say, it's, man, a good, it's a good way to go about yeah. that room, though. And, and again, we've seen how reunions go. But again, with Nick Foles, there's just 
something different about when he he's a different player when he is with the Eagles. His record in Philly, I bring him what, back like, and retire his jersey. In I 10 agree. Years. That's, That's the last time you want him back. back. But it is 100%. crazy how he's like twenty eight and twelve or something. Don't quote me on that record in Philly. And then you know the rest of his career, he's like eight and sixteen or something. And those records aren't correct. I don't have he's the Chase Daniel me, with but, a Super Bowl ring, my friend. Yeah, I mean, he's making a killing now in his backup years. Hats off to him. And then he's again, ride he away had, with millions of dollars after that great story and one of the best playoff runs of all time mm. so i would prefer also to keep it in the past for sure and then let him come back retire number nine and let him celebrate that 2017 mm. championship and he's a great fit in indy again frank reich knows how to use nick Foles. matt ryan's not looking behind his shoulder it's a team ready to win now and you know Reich gets it again he's he was there. He was the mastermind behind a huge part of it. So why he wanted Foles makes pretty much the same amount of sense. Uh, Gino, the Eagles did actually make, though, a signing on the defensive side of the football yesterday, bringing in cornerback Jimmy Moreland. We'll get into that signing and what it means for the defense coming up next right here on Locked on Eagles. Before we talk about Jimmy Moreland, we got to talk about Jimmy Moore Built Bars. Of course, you got to go and get on this website called Built.com. Don't know if you've ever heard of it. In any of the 879 episodes that Lou and I have done together, we talk about them all the time. We eat them all the time. Open up my mailbox a couple days ago. Got a fresh new box of brownie batter oh. puffs. Brownie batter puffs, folks. Got the birthday cake ones here too, man. They're churning them out. Churning out the delicious flavors. They're going to the Lockdown Eagles podcast and asking us what our flavor recommendations are. Birthday cake, brownie batter, you're hitting all the I's and crossing all the T's with us. If you love going into that bowl of brownie batter, licking the spoon, it's essentially the same thing without any of the guilt. You can have one of these delicious brownie batter puffs today with 140 calories, 7 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs in each bar. Not only are they healthy, but they're delicious as well. They cover them with 100% real chocolate. It doesn't even taste like a protein bar. It tastes like you are baking some brownies, cutting them up, and putting them right on your plate and enjoying a nice, delicious treat. But instead, it's a nice, delicious Built Bar. And today, you could go to their website, Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off of your order. Get any of their original flavors, any of their limited edition flavors, and make sure to let them know that Lockdown sent you by using the promo code at Built.com. Locked 15 for 15% off your order. All right, Eagles fans, wrapping up this Tuesday edition of Locked on Eagles. We thank you so much for making Locked on Eagles your first listen each and every day. Make sure your second listen is the Locked on Today podcast. All the news across the world of sports in under 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your shows. Uh, Gino, the Eagles made a move yesterday at the cornerback position. For the second week in a row, they bring back James Bradbury. Not bring back, but sign him to a one-year deal from the New York Giants on Tuesday. And then this past Monday, yesterday, they signed Jimmy Moreland who was a seventh-round pick uh, from the Washington football team. Uh, he is a cornerback that has 10 starts and 37 career games played. He has one career interception, was actually on Carson Wentz in 2020 when they were up, number 17-0. Carson Wentz looked like MVP Wentz for about two and a half quarters, 
And then that Moreland pick kind of changed everything. So they bring him in, and I think this is good depth. He's a slot corner too, uh, and you need a good slot corner behind Avante Maddox. I feel like Zach McPherson, Tay Gowan, you know, even Kerry Vincent Jr., most of those guys have been talked about as more boundary depth. You know what I mean? So to have more inside depth definitely helps, especially when you don't really have the safeties to play that spot with how thin that group is. And I think that just opens up the versatility for Bonte Maddox to play back sure. more at safety if they so desire to get him in that I like position. that idea, man. They did it in 2018, and I thought he held his own back there. And not only is Jimmy Moreland going to compete at that position, I fell in love with this guy when he came out of the Senior Bowl a couple years ago after he was called up from the East-West Shrine game where he outperformed everybody there outperformed everybody down in Mobile, gets on the Washington team as a seventh-round pick, and starts right away. He was an instant impact starter down there in Washington. He's played minutes. He can be a guy who comes in. Oh, here. yeah. If Avante goes down, Avante's somebody who has been susceptible to injury in his career. We do know that. And have a solid backup to him. At the same time, they have Josiah Scott, who they traded for a couple years back from Jacksonville, who the team thinks highly of highly of as well on the inside. They're just continuing to boost up their depth at all of the corner positions. I think back to the Super Bowl years and beyond that, they had multiple nickel corners who could play. If you think about it, they had Craven LeBlanc, they had yeah. Nickel Roby Coleman, they had Avante Maddox. All these guys were nickel-based players, and they had them all, and they were able to churn them out because the nickel position arguably could be the hardest corner position to play with the ability for wide receivers to have two-way goes on you. You have to have unbelievable lateral athleticism. You have to be able to move through traffic. Yeah, you got to be able to open your hips, fight through traffic, understand short zones, when to leave stuff in front of you, when to open up your hips and run. It's a tough position to play. So bringing in Jimmy Moreland, somebody who has played in 30-plus games in the NFL, started 10-plus games in the NFL. It only gives you depth there. And you take away another piece from the Washington football team whose secondary could probably use a guy like Jimmy Moreland. And when I was looking up Jimmy Moreland to see what other teams were looking at him, many people in Washington were writing about a potential reunion with Jimmy Moreland. So yeah. you now poach Jimmy Moreland from Washington who is there prior to his stint in Houston before they cut him. James Bradbury, who was in New York, two guys that caused a big headache in Philadelphia with James Bradbury and Jimmy Both Moreland picking, picking off Carson, off Carson Wentz. Yeah. 100%. Now you got him on your team, and they have 13 corners, I believe, on this roster as it yeah. stands. A lot of competition we know, for sure. Which is good for a lot of guys. unexperienced guys, man. So you're going to see who mm -hmm. stands out. We know the top four guys. It'll be Darius. It'll be James yep. Bradbury. It'll be Zach McPherson due to be him being a high pick. And it'll also be Avante Maddox. After that, let the best couple guys win. And that's how it should be with a young group. Let competition prosper. See who has the best traits to develop. And also who can help you on special teams as well. That's yeah, going to be sure. the big, big impact of the fourth, fifth, and sixth corner on your team. What is their special teams versatility? And a lot of those guys, Josiah Scott, Craig James, these guys have played in that department year over year. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see where Jimmy Moreland fits in. But to add guys who have NFL starts, NFL minutes 
into a room where you struggled with for the past decade, you can never sit on your hands in that department. You have to continue to try and evolve and get better there. So Jimmy Moreland, I'm a big fan of him, man. I'm excited to see him here. It looks like a way better group. They had, they headed out of the draft with Darius Slay. It was Avante Maddox, Zach McPherson, Tay Gawan, Kerry Vincent Jr. And now to add James Bradbury and, you know, as well, Jimmy Moreland. I mean, it, it looks way better. So mm-hmm. again, I guess, you know, this is this whole off, off season has really been a lesson of not to jump the gun and, mm-hmm. you know, assume an off season went a certain way because of moves made in March. Heck, even April. I mean, the Eagles made two key moves in May, again, as they really do every single year. And so uh, the corner group looks way better after claiming Moreland off of waivers from the Houston Texans. But yeah, he was a seventh-round pick for Washington back in 2019, did have that interception on Carson Wentz, and has 10 career starts. So crazy enough with those 10 starts, one of the most experienced players in that young cornerback group. So we'll continue to get into it all throughout the week right here on Lockdown Eagles. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, all platforms it's available. Also in video form on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and head over to Twitter to talk to us about the Eagles each and every day at Lockdown Birds, at GC24 underscore football, and at DBLC LOE. Once again, thanks so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Make sure you're second Second listen is the Lockdown NFL podcast. All the news across the NFL in under 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your shows. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.